Everybody, welcome to Matt Men, your source for all things professional wrestling. I'm Andrew Zarian doing the show live today on a Friday. Generally, we're live on a Thursday, but crazy week schedule for both of us. So we're live here on a Friday. With me, as always, is the window smasher, Rich Stambolian. I smashed my own window. Uh, is that what, what, you, what do you call? What do you call that when you when you do something bad and then make people feel bad about it? Uh, I'd have no idea. What you know you what I mean? That? Like if I was like, oh man, every some like somebody stole my tires, but I was the one who stole them, and I'm trying to get sympathy. Like that's uh, that's a sociopath. Right? A sociopath. Is that Munchausen or is that Munchausen? Is that Munchausen? No, Munchausen by proxy is when you. Isn't that when you fall in love with your captor? That's Stockholm Syndrome. Stockholm Syndrome. Munchausen is when you think people are sick. Or you think you're always sick. Isn't that it? It, It's one of them where you're trying to get sympathy for something. I feel like it was really big in the early 90s. You heard about that constantly in the (laughs) 80s and 90s. You don't hear about it anymore. I think it's still big. I think it's like acid rain. Can we like acid rain? Nobody talks about acid rain or the ozone layer anymore. It just went away with the 90s. Well, because it's gone. The ozone layer is fucking totally gone. gone. It's over. Nothing. We're just frying up here. Guys, that's why uh, we're so hot all the time. (laughs) (laughs) A lot to talk about here, obviously, on the show. Uh, Yeah, Munchausen is when you pretend your child is sick to get sympathy. That's what you mean? Okay. So you're doing it with uh, with objects. Yeah, I think people tend to now make up stories so that they can get somebody to go, aw. That's (laughs) it. Poor baby. Poor baby. Uh, A lot to talk about. A lot of pro wrestling. A lot of stuff happened. We did a watch along on on. Sunday for Elimination Chamber. It was a ton of fun. Uh, yeah. I want to thank all of you guys for joining us. We didn't do it on the F4W website. We did it on our hours. We're going to be back on the Wrestling Observer F4W YouTube channel next Sunday, which I kept thinking it was this Sunday, by the way, AEW. Kind for of glad for it's like not. three months. I thought it's this Sunday. It is not. It's next Sunday. We're going to be live on the F4W YouTube page. Maybe even their Twitch. We should do something big. Obviously, it's, a, it's an AEW pay-per-view. We don't get it all the time. We got it quarterly. So I thought we would do something big and do something fun. Also, WrestleMania, both nights on the F4W site. And then uh, I think that's what we're going to continue doing. The the big pay-per-views will continue on F4W site. And then the mm. smaller ones we'll do here. Yeah, that works. I think that, that, listen, that works out. We got wild on Sunday, too. Oh, we got wild. It was a we dirty, got- dirty show. It was a very dirty show. It got like it started out like kind of dirty and then it ended up like completely diagonally in the red. Super dirty. What did I do? You took money from our uh, our fans, our generous donators, mm-hmm. and you tried on several pair of tights. Yes, I did. Unbutton your shirt. I did. You, I did a tight haul. You released uh, topless images of yourself into the I audience. Did. I did. Uh, I think we we got a little nuts, man. It was great. It was fun. It was a nice release of life. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And it was a lot of fun, man. I uh, Obviously, yeah. I love doing this, so uh, we'll continue doing those. Guys, a lot to talk about. So let's just go head first into this Elimination Chamber fallout. The Miz is a new WWE champion. This shocked a lot of people. I don't think they thought he would be able to cash in successfully. Uh, mm-hmm. I kind of dropped a hint at the beginning of the show because I spoke to someone there, and they said, you know, just... I think this is happening. So, and it did. Uh, I I thought it was done well. The ratings reflected. Obviously, people were interested. It was it was a, a higher rating than I believe the night after Royal Rumble. 
So people were intrigued here with The Miz getting the title. What do you think? Before we go into a lot of the detail, what do you think of The Miz getting the title? Listen, man, I'm completely all for it. Uh, the dude's a workhorse. And it's funny, like, I think before you got that information uh, that was slipped to you on the down low, on last Friday's show, both of us were talking about, like, how this guy kind of deserves it. And he's, like, this weird standard to be a superstar in WWE, you know, because like, he... It, you you actually said it really well. It is a weird standard. The Miz is a anomaly as far as he is everything a company wants, right? But he is nothing that the fans want, and you never see a spread that big. Like with Roman Reigns, there was a spread, obviously, but people uh. still liked Roman. They wanted more for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just was they weren't being given what they wanted from, but they wanted more of him. That's why we're seeing such a tremendous run now. People are really into yeah. it. I think for The Miz, there's a segment of wrestling fans that absolutely love him, and that's the casual fan and yep. WWE and everybody else uh, despises him. So 100 uh, percent. You were really behind this. You've been saying this for years that, you know, we will see another run with him. We should see another run with him. Uh, give give me your scenario here with him. You know, you know what it is. Also, like, um, that talking smack he did a few years ago, I think, really shook people awake. With Daniel Bryan, yeah. In terms of like, oh shit, like this dude does have like some kind of fire in his belly. Um, I I don't know where this run is going. I hope it lasts a while. I don't. I honestly don't see it lasting past WrestleMania. Um. On one hand, the dude's got the accolade of being like what the first ever double grand double slam grand slam. Yeah, it, it's it's weird. I it's mm. their definition of these things is getting really wonky because there's so many titles and so many right. ways to become a grand slam champion. So, right, right. like, if Finn Balor were to win all the titles, including the NXT title, because he's had more than once, would he become mm. a higher ranking grand slam? You know what I mean? It, it's a, it's a weird. <sighs> measurement universal grand slam champion something like that it would be weird but uh, i got a question for you so yeah how do you think if there was a live a full-blown live crowd on sunday for elimination chamber how do you think they would have reacted to ms winning would he get the you deserve it chant or would he be booed out of the building i think people would have been really behind it okay uh, yeah i i think he would have gotten a similar reaction to when dolph cashed in in what was it 2011 Oh, my. Yeah, that was a like, reaction and a half, right? And a lot of people were surprised. You know, Dolph was becoming that guy. He was a heel, obviously, and people were mm. really getting behind him because for the time period, I think people forget how unique Dolph's style was. Um, He, he was a hybrid of a guy in the ring. You know, he, he had mm. he had Matt wrestling. He was not so much a high flyer, but he could do stuff. He was very athletic. Mm. Uh, and and we've kind of surpassed that style, but. People were really crazy, going crazy over him. And I think that's what Miz would have gotten, at least for that moment. And then we would have been back to normal. Um, yes, so the way yeah. the way this worked out, and I'm not going to go over the entire card because we did a preview show, but Bobby Lashley made a deal and he became a hired gun to take out uh, Drew, Drew McIntyre for the Miz. And the Miz took opportunity of it and, and cashed in and, and won the title. So now this puts an interesting position for Bobby Lashley. This dude is mm -hmm. not lost at all. Uh, he's looked like a million bucks. Obviously, he dropped the U.S. title in a way that he was well protected. So right, right. now you got Lashley in this main event picture. You got 
Miz in this main event picture. You have Sheamus. You have Drew and whoever else you're putting in there right now. Which, again, I'm okay with, but still, like, oddly 2009. Yeah, man, it's it, right? it's, it's interesting. It's, it's really interesting. It's, They've kind of reverted back. It, it's going back to the well a little bit, but, again, I'm all for the Lashley stuff. Like, when was the last time you saw a semi-squash match against Braun Strowman? Like, he destroyed oh, yeah. Braun Strowman on Monday, right? I mean, you know, I, I'm... The the Braun stuff is really interesting because they did I, I a couple weeks ago we were talking about Braun and how kids loved Braun he could have been that guy mm-hmm. you know uh, I I think I think something happened the rumors are that you know they they lost interest because they weren't he wasn't as hungry as some of the other guys and. He really wasn't, you know, according mm-hmm. to people, and who the hell knows if this is true, you know, perception is everything. The way you take things yeah. is very different than the way I take things. Uh, people perceived his lackadaisical attitude as being like, well, he doesn't really want it. And they cooled off on him. Yeah, I think there's such a gray area when it comes to stuff like that, because like, we don't know for sure, you know, like we don't work yeah. backstage and you know, who knows for a lot of these guys, maybe it's just a job. Maybe it's just a paycheck. Not saying that they don't love it, but maybe they're not They're Maybe they're not going home and being like, yo, I got to put on the best matches. I got to be on top. I got to be where Roman is right now, you know? And I feel like stuff like that probably goes a long way with producers and Vince, especially. Yeah. Um, but again, who knows, man? Like, is it, it's like a chicken or egg question when it comes to wrestling speculation, where is it the booker's fault or is it the talent for not pushing themselves further and making those connections? You know, they did, they did like a, not a poll, but they did a survey and they were, they, they were really trying to figure out who that guy is for that next generation wrestling fan. And unanimously, these kids absolutely love Braun Strowman at the time. Right. Um, I, I, I think that they should, I, I believe they should have listened to this because they were really behind Braun and his action figures were selling like crazy. His merch was going well with kids. Mm. You know, they have polls for all this. And once once you take something away, once you pull that rug out under this guy, once he has momentum, it's very difficult to come back. And I think that's where Braun is right now. He's in a very, uh, you know, Bobby Lashley squashing you and making you look like that, make, you know, being so strong does not help yeah. you. It helps Bobby so, Lashley, obviously, but it didn't do anything yeah, yeah. to help you. So do you think do you think Braun would be better off uh, with a faction like he was with the Wyatt family? Or do you think they should have cap- really capitalized on that babyface Hogan-esque run that he could have had when he won- right after he won those tag belts with the ref's kid? Um, I, I think right after that would have been the moment. Mm-hmm. Right, that w- that was really a defining moment that that really helped him because it, it, it you know he got a, he got a title with this kid it, it, and it didn't hurt him. I, I, a lot of people were speculating mm-hmm. that it would hurt him, but it didn't. Yeah, uh, I think I think if they really wanted to pull the trigger, that would have been it. Uh, but who knows, man? Like WWE has shown us that they can still go back to the well with certain things, especially with guys like the Miz and Bobby Lashley, you know, like, did you think, did you think Bobby Lashley would be in the title picture in in 2020? 
2021? No, no. I, I mean, I thought he would be in the picture when Brock, you know, when they were talking about that program with Brock when he initially came in. I, I was 100% mm-hmm. and I was sold 100%. He was going to be in a title picture. He was going to feud with Brock. He was going to, they wanted a big push for him. And I, again, weird thing. They debuted him really strangely. They paired him up really weird. <laughs> and, and he just stayed in that mid card doing nothing. Uh, the Hurt Business thing was really a revitalization of his career in this company. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was and the best thing that happened. The Hurt Business thing is interesting, too, because it's helped Bobby Lashley the most. Whereas I was like, oh, this is definitely a vehicle for Cedric. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But I'm wrong. Right. Right. But, like, it, God. But was it going to be a, an avenue for Bobby Lashley? You know, that's the question here. Because if you really look at that, that you know, the the group, you have a mm-hmm. lot of older guys and the group. You're absolutely right. Cedric was going to be the one elevated. You know, obviously right. it's not going to be MVP and it's definitely not going to be Shelton. Which is unfortunate. I feel like Shelton still has a lot to give. You know, Absolutely. like I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing I wouldn't mind seeing that whole faction with all the titles like MVP was a US champ, right? Yeah. Put that belt back on him. Uh I wouldn't mind seeing an MVP Matt Riddle feud. Uh they both can bring like their MMA style to each other i feel like it would be very hard hitting you know yeah um shelton and cedric get the tag belts and bobby lashley gets the uh the big title i feel like that would be such a cool moment for these guys so um to kind of backtrack off a raw a little bit roman reigns edge is set for wrestlemania we got that last week uh that's settled riddle also is the u.s champion like rich said uh lashley now we're if we're going into raw lashley looked great obviously uh hurt business awesome and what the hell happened to Randy Orton? Uh, yeah, what did happen? To, I, like, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I don't I'm, understand. I don't understand the big deal. He was just chewing his dip and got a little nauseous and he started spitting it up. That's what happened, right? I'm as intrigued and checked out. It's equally intrigued and equally checked out with the Randy <laughs> Orton stuff. Because yeah. I kind of feel like it's not that it's going nowhere. I kind of feel like they're they're looking for an end to this and they don't know what to do. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I if we're, it looks like we're going to get another match with Randy and the Fiend at WrestleMania. That's what it is. That that wacky uh, warm covered mat match, uh, dude. No, we're going to get a Firefly Funhouse match. It's going to happen. That's good. Imagine, imagine just Randy Orton and John Cena. The John Cena and the Void, obviously NWO John Cena, just vomiting mm. that black goo for twenty five like minutes. That. Obviously, John Cena, NWO John Cena. <laughs> Obviously, NWO John Cena. Obviously, uh, he's still there, man. He's he's still hanging in there. He's just banging. It would be on really the bo- cool. He's banging on the walls to get out. It would be really cool if they actually did that. If they pulled the trigger yeah. on that. Um. So let me ask you a couple things here. Sure. First of all, uh, Ric Flair. I guess that that whole program is dropped, right? The pregnancy pro- uh, angle. Yeah. Okay, that's gone. Ric Flair oh. and uh, Charlotte had a moment backstage, so I, you know, we're moving on at this point. Let's talk about WrestleMania a little bit. A lot of speculation for certain individuals. Obviously, AJ Styles. Where the hell do you put him there in that WrestleMania now? Uh, does Does AJ Styles get a marquee match this year? For the last few years, he has had big WrestleMania matches, right? Yeah. Uh, Shane. Undertaker, the cinematic match last year, kind of 
ending not ending the Undertaker's career, but you know, when all is said and done, that could be Undertaker's last match. And right? what what a great what a great thing to have, you know, that you you mm-hmm. you put on this phenomenon. I mean, I, I think that's that's probably my favorite cinematic match. I don't know if I'm gonna say it's the best, but it's my favorite one. And, and AJ was in it and in such a unorthodox match with two guys that don't have similar styles, very different characters, totally different stories and backgrounds. And they put together this great match. It was shot over like 18 hours, you know, whatever it was. It was like nine hours to shoot. So I don't yeah. know what AJ could do this year. Obviously, it's not going to top The Undertaker, but you got a guy approaching the end of his career that is very over and people really like him. He's always safe in the ring. You got to do something big with these guys. Treat them like big guys. Don't treat them like a Baron Corbin match like we saw with Kurt Angle. Uh, yeah, I think AJ is in that upper echelon at this point. I mean, look at his... And this is this is a weird thing to say too because time goes so fast. AJ Styles has had five WrestleMania matches since he's been with the company, approaching possibly number six, right? Yeah. 2016, Chris Jericho, he lost. That was like his first big feud, right? 2017 was the Shane match. He beat Shane. Uh, 2018 was that Nakamura. I think that was when he the beat title Nakamura. Match. And Nakamura the title match. Punch kicked him in the nuts. Yeah. Yeah, uh, two, 2019 was Randy Orton. Okay. Um, and then 2020, like we were just talking about, was The Undertaker. Yeah. Um, I th- does Do you think AJ needs a high-caliber match to kind of cement himself as like Mr. WrestleMania Part 2? I think, he, yeah, he does need, he needs a high-caliber match with a high-caliber opponent. Somebody Not new like, or a part-timer? Either or. Okay. You know, I would do either or. I wouldn't necessarily, uh, I don't know if I would necessarily have to put him with someone new, but who's available? Who could have that match with him? That would, you would be like, oh my God. You know who I'd really, really like to see at WrestleMania? Mm. AJ Styles versus Christian. You know what? That's a fascinating match. Why not, right? We've seen it, right, in TNA. I think so. It would work on a variety of levels, and I feel like they would just put on a show, and they would take care of each other very well in the ring. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I think for him, you know, him and Daniel Bryan would be a great story. Him and Seth at a Mania-level match would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Roman have had unbelievable... It's just, he he's really good. He has a good match with everybody. It's true. You can have AJ versus Riddle. You can have AJ versus Big E. Um, you know, do a little hopping between brands. AJ versus Finn at WrestleMania. AJ Who versus would not want to yeah. see that. Absolutely. Uh, Braun Strowman, we discussed. I have no idea where to put him at this point. And obviously, Asuka, uh, Charlotte, is that who you do it with? I guess so. I, again, like, I'm checked out with that. Um, and it's not. it's not for lack of trying. It's... The Oscar stuff hasn't been interesting for me. Yeah. You know, and like you kind of and it, it, listen, like you can't as a wrestling fan, you can't turn around and say it should be like this. It should be like this. Oh, I remember when I feel like they need to keep that wheel moving. And sometimes the wheel needs a new coat of paint. You know, I think Oscar's yeah. due for that. I think Oscar's needs a new coat of paint at this point. Like she, there needs to be something there. Yeah. Uh, NXT last night I, uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, fun show. Very much yes. enjoyed NXT. Uh, the ratings were up, obviously, for everybody. Johnny Gargano defeated Dexter Loomis. I did not like this match. No? <laughs> uh, no, I, I thought it was one of... not. It was not a great match. 
Let me just say that. Uh, way distracted by Loomis. Austin Theory has Stockholm Syndrome. Andy Hartwell thinks he's hot. That were the notes from this match. Uh, it was okay. It, listen, yeah. I think when you have Johnny Gargano, you know, Dexter Loomis is a very unique persona. They love him, by the way. Uh, they freaking love yeah, this guy. Yeah. Um, and it just, it didn't mesh for me. Okay. It was what it was. I think, uh, I think Gargano is such a staple on NXT television at this point that he he's one of those guys that whatever he does, even if it's kind of shitty, it doesn't have an effect on him. I think we we mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Where like he's firmly entrenched in NXT and the people love him. They love his hero character, they love his babyface character. He can do whatever he has to do, storyline wise. It won't affect him one bit. People will still love him. They're not gonna get turned you're not gonna get soured on Johnny Gargano like anytime soon, right? And I think that's you, a rarity. You think you should stay in uh in NXT or you should leave? I honestly would like him to debut on SmackDown with uh Candice LeRae. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, right. like I wanna see him on another show. I you know what? I wanna see him in a feud with Big E for the Intercontinental title oh in God. which in which Gargano wins. Does Biggie carry him like a baby at one point? Biggie, they become friends at the end. Yeah, Biggie carries him like a like a baby or like a, like a World War Two movie. Okay, like he's <laughs> okay. carrying him off the trenches, and Gargano's like passing out in his arms. Beautiful, perfect. Uh, what else do we have on the show? Uh, you had Io Shirai beating Zoe Stark. Uh, Tony Storm rechallenges Io Shirai after the match. You get that match coming in two weeks. Which would be cool. Um, and NXT was good. It was solid. You had Zia Lee beating Casey Catanzaro. Uh, how much did you like the Cameron Grimes promo? Oh my god, being the million Dude, dollar man. But 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 wait, he's not. He's a really crappy million dollar man because he doesn't finish watching the vignettes, those right, ske right. sketches. So. Bro, here's a great example. You know, Million Dollar Man has the basketball, and he's like, listen, kid, I'll give you $100 if you can bounce this basketball 10 times, uh -huh. right? And he's bouncing it at, like, in number nine, he kicks the ball, and he laughs at him. He doesn't get the $100. Right. Cameron Grimes hasn't reached that point in the video because he's a freaking millennial, and he has no, no, he has no attention, no attention span. span. So he watches about three seconds of it. He's like, okay, I kind of got the gist of this. So he's just losing money doing these stupid <laughs> contests with people. So he hand, handing out this money. I thought, I got to tell you, very well done. Very cute. I absolutely love the Cameron Grimes thing. I don't know how much longer this thing goes on, but what a great gimmick for a for a live audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I, you know, a lot of the stuff I think WWE is doing now is, in terms of NXT, SmackDown, and Raw, is they're, they're, they're putting a lull in place and and building stuff up to when the crowds are back you know cameron like yeah. you just said cameron grimes is a great example of that yeah uh really enjoy that street fight santos escobar versus carrying cross cross wins and had to fight off um everybody i guess at that mm -hmm. point uh what do you think of the carrying cross stuff how is he looking to you well, he's looking fine you know like i again i'm looking forward to him possibly facing Finn Balor at WrestleMania. Um, again, it's it's a lull, right? Yeah. Especially uh, like it's it's weird this time between between Rumble and Mania every year. Uh, it gets it's very upsy downsy. Well, look, look at this, right? We went through this month really quick. February, there was a lot of stuff happening. They, I I I actually think WWE did 
did a lot this month with mm. moving people around. You know, and, no, and creating a program. And, and sometimes they, they it takes them a long time to do this, and sometimes things don't make sense. But they've done a good job this month, I would say, as far as putting everything together in NXT and WWE as well. They, they're, everything is meshing in now properly. Uh, we saw Adam Call, Swerve, Roddy, Roderick Strong turns on him. The end of the Undisputed Era. Do, we, do these guys turn into the Balor Club now? Does Adam Cole start a new Undisputed Era with just ripoffs? And where does this leave Bobby Fish? All amazing questions. I think you're going to get solo Adam Cole for a while. I don't think they're going to go near a Balor Club to answer that part. And I think they're going to do intermittent style shield reunions with Undisputed Era over the oh. next few years. Mm. We're going to see like that? on the main <laughs> roster. I don't know, man. You know, like, I, I don't like the, I hate the five-time returns, you know? Like, the DX stuff makes uh. It doesn't mean anything because they reunited 500 times, listen, you know, when they were doing it. Listen, you know, as well as I do, both of us popped every single time for that DX return. Yeah. Except for uh, the, listen, la the last, last one. That I was a big no thank you. Like the late but, 2000s one? Yeah, the, the most recent one was kind of like... The Saudi one. I'm not even counting that one. The that one never right happened, dude. That. You know, yeah, I watched that, that match. I rewatched it. Recently, mm -hmm. I got to tell you, it wasn't as terrible as I remembered it to be. Um, no, I, I'm, I'm telling I felt watching that show, watching that match. It was more of like a sadness that came on me because <laughs> <laughs> because Hunter just tearing his bicep or whatever the hell he mm -hmm. tore his, his chest and just everybody losing like. You got guys, you got like the best of the best in that ring, right? For like really genuinely one of the best. Kane, you could say, obviously stood the test of time, this guy. Hall uh, of Famer. Hall of Famer, obviously, all four of them. And yeah. it went off the rails. And you like watching just like the facial reactions from them. They're like, yeah. what the fuck are we doing now? You know, like you could see them saying like, uh-oh, this threw this off the whole thing. And poor Hunter, poor Hunter with one arm. Just fighting with one arm. He's holding his arm like this, and he's still doing it. You look yeah. there, you go, you know what? I give them so much credit yes. because that thing fell. It didn't go off the rails. The train the train just went into a wall, and it, and it mm -hmm. blew up. And they were able to kind of piece it together. And Sean, for a guy that has not wrestled in how many years, wrestled the whole freaking thing. Still the showstopper. Still the showstopper. Uh that is a fascinating match because like you said i think at one point during the match again this is pure speculation i think at one point during the match they may have all collectively looked at each other and been like "Ooh, it's not 20 years ago anymore guys like we gotta be a little more careful here um and i also think that the reason why you weren't into it the first time was because you were too distracted by Shawn michaels's head yes yes it, it was a little wonky like you uh, want Hair, you want long hair, Shawn Michaels, super kicking, kissy faces, sexy super boy, kicking, super sexy, sexy boy. boy. You yeah. don't want like, like, hey, I had to shave my head and I'm a dad, Shawn yeah. Michaels. Listen, I'm okay with that. Uh, you know what, though? We, we accept Triple H with the shaved head. He's got a head for it. That's the thing. You know, I feel like it's just when you see people that 
you don't expect to be bald or shave their head like that, it's off-putting. I think yeah. somebody in the chat room said the minute Braun Strowman shaved his head, that was it. He was done. Oh, man. Yeah, but That's for like, Braun, yeah. It's like, uh, imagine if Adam Cole showed up next week and shaved his head. I would be very disappointed, and I think his hair gives him some weight, so he would be very thin. <laughs> he would look even... <laughs> He would just look like a normal dude. You know, I know someone recently that that pulled the that pulled the trigger and shaved their head, and they look like oh, a yeah. total wacko. Uh, 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 you know this guy? He's a waiter by us, a bartender. Okay. Steve? No, no, younger, <laughs> way younger. Okay. A little bit, a little bit more flamboyant than Steve. Was he the guy that almost gave you COVID? Yes. <laughs> uh, really? He, he, he shaved, shaved his, his head? head. He shaved Ooh. his head, and oh, I saw him nasty. walking around. I saw him walking around with a mask. Uh -huh. And the shaved head, he looked like Michael Jackson from The Simpsons. Oh, get at it! <laughs> like really, the dude looked a little deranged, a little bit. Yeah, so, big no, thank you. Listen, sometimes guys pull it off, and sometimes they can't. You know, just saying. AEW, yeah. uh, a lot of AEW news this week, and I believe there's a big story coming out today. I don't know what it is, but there were hints that every day this week there's going to be something being announced. It's uh, Kane. Bleacher, <laughs> it's is it Kane? Uh, you know it's what? Kane. It could possibly. What would they call him? I, I, I saw a meme where it was a bunch of guys saying that they signed with AEW. I kind of uh, screen grabbed it, too. It was uh, Magic Mike Hickenbottom is all lead. It's Shawn Michaels. It's uh, Dead Man Mark Calloway. And then Kane. What was Kane? I didn't say that one. It was I think it was the else. Blue Flame or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Kane in a blue outfit. They'd call him. Uh, they could probably call him like Kane. Inferno. Inferno. Or Inferno or some shit like that. Or Glenn. Glenn. The Glenn. Uh, Bleacher oh. Report. Uh, we're going to get a Bleacher Report special on Sunday. Uh, it's a women's tournament uh, finals this Sunday, 7 p.m. on BR Live. We also got the huge story that Paul White, the big show, has signed with AEW. He's going to be co-hosting with Tony Schiavone on the new show that they just announced. Also, AEW Dark Elevation. Uh, he will be wrestling so part-time. So a lot of people are were surprised by this. Uh, I'm going to read a little conversation I had with somebody. Please, I, and... I need to talk about the Big Show stuff. For okay, me too, so hold on. Please. Hold on. Let me load this up, okay? Yes. I got to pull please this chat because I want to get it right. I don't want to because the last time I did this, I filled in the blanks and then I got yelled at. Yeah, man. That's so it. let they me not dump on you. Okay, here we go. Let's see. I'm ready. So, what was the thing that I filled in the blanks on? And I, was I like, forgot I'm not what it was. Was it Sasha? Was it Sasha Banks? What did I say? No, no, I never said the Sasha crying thing. I, I actually, from day one, I said that never happened. Okay. Or it didn't happen the way that it was, it was put out there. Here we go. I'm going to read this, okay? This is exactly Please. what was said to me. And again, I'm not confirming this 100%. I'm just, I want to be full transparent, and I thought it was interesting. Word going around town is that anyone that is up for a renewal that had issues with Hunter politicking at any point in their career are getting ready to leave. Huh. I said, what do you mean? He goes, Big Show leaving is not the only one. There's going to be many more that are getting out of there within the next year. So I asked, huh. I said, so the people who have issues with Hunter are leaving? And he wrote, hold on, let me open this. More or less, anyone, uh, don't want to say that. Uh, let me just censor this. More or less, anyone that had an issue with him, uh, outside of his people are, are all leaving. I go, does this mean he's getting more influence or more power? He goes, no power at the moment. Basically, 
uh, people have realized that there's another successful avenue for them to make money without being stuck in WWE and being unhappy. Huh. So I also asked them about, well, uh, we'll go into NXT because I teased something. You want me? You know what? Let me do that right now, too. All right. So if you go clipping this uh, MG Geek, this is the moment for this. So uh, I spoke to somebody. A friend of mine over at one of the networks, and they said that the sales teams are getting ready to sell ads for NXT on Tuesdays. We're looking at it sometime in April for this. The sales teams have been notified to start moving stuff over. So, Andrew. Yeah. Does that mean NXT is possibly moving to Tuesday nights? Yes. That is what that I mean, possibly. Yeah, I think the Peacock deal changed a lot, by the way. The Peacock mm-hmm. deal was it's so tremendous uh, as far as a financial game for WWE and for Peacock as far as content goes. First, you know, uh, content that has a big following. Uh, people think people are saying, well, this is a bad deal for Peacock. A million million people, million paid subscribers to watch your stuff is not mm-hmm. bad at all. The other thing that I asked and I was told, yes, Peacock uh, contributes into Nielsen. Okay, Hmm. so that would mean we would start getting WWE Network viewership numbers if they choose to release it. Because there will be a Nielsen uh, association to it. That's fascinating. So there's going to be a Nielsen component to whatever they do going forward. I feel like we we haven't fully fleshed out this billion dollar deal that wwe made because it seems like there's going to be more stuff in the woodwork there's a lot of stuff in the woodwork and and i have a lot of that information i just i've been so mm. occupied with life that i haven't put it all together to talk about but yeah uh nxt possibly moving to tuesdays and i was called and told this it wasn't even a text message so huh. if this guy calls me i know that it's not it's not just like two three people talking it's uh, they even said, don't say anything, but I, I told him I am, I'm going to say something in a way. I will, obviously I'll never reveal this. And I asked mm-hmm. other people that would maybe have this information and essentially uh-huh. everybody gave the same story. So you can kind of figure out who I asked. Uh, there's about eight to 10 people that really know what's going on and they've had their team starting to work on stuff as far as the marketing team goes or social media goes or sales go. Um, and, and it would look like it would be sometime in April, I'm assuming, after WrestleMania. So whatever, maybe April. Mm-hmm. Somebody told me, what, what is that? April 14th would be a good date? Let's see what April 14th is. Yeah, yeah April 14th. Right? Or the 21st. Something. Uh, you know, th- there is something happening. But I think that's the best thing for them. Move it to Tuesday. Why are yeah, you doing April, this head-to-head? April 13th is a Tuesday. Okay, April 13th. April 20th. Yeah, I think, you know, listen. Um, the, the move needs to happen. I think, you know, getting all your stuff in place before WrestleMania definitely works. And having, it would be cool for the company to have not only the Monday after WrestleMania, but the Tuesday after WrestleMania too, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Those post-WrestleMania shows always do big numbers. And if they time it right, you're going to have that NXT episode that has over a million viewers, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so we'll see. I don't know. We Someone to, uh, said that they're not using Nielsen and ABCs. Now, I, I don't, I haven't read that. I, I don't, I think, I mean, everybody's using Nielsen for ratings at this point. 
Uh, can we go back to the Paul White? Yes. Let's talk about. <laughs> oh, let's talk about Paul White. Sorry. So the Paul White story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're 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 going to be ditching. By the way, uh, they are ditching Nielsen. Uh, oh. so NBC joins Fox and ABC to ditch Nielsen's live plus same day ratings. Okay. So NBC has joined Fox and ABC and swearing off Nielsen's live plus plus same day ratings. This means that CBS is the only broadcast. Uh, amongst the big four channels sticking to with the earlier snapshot of how the show performed. That said, in recent seasons, CBS has also shifted overall resilience and metrics. So it, it's one way of of doing the ratings, but they're going to have another. Uh, they're, they're going to provide numbers. Let's just put okay. it that way. So big show, uh, Paul yeah. White, he's going <laughs> to wrestle. OK, so yes. a lot of people. um. A lot of people were upset. A lot of people were surprised. A lot of people were happy. Yeah. I think this is the... Here's where it gets a little dangerous, right? How sure. many of these guys are you going to bring over? And in what capacity? As long as they're not being used on TV regularly, mm -hmm. I'm fine with it. There's no problem. Right, right. I think having Paul White there... It, the main thing is, he's a great hand to have that could teach mm -hmm. an entire generation of wrestlers how to wrestle. Yeah. You know, he's a big dude. He had a 20. He was at, in WWE for 21 years. Crazy, isn't it? 22 years? 1999. Yeah, Plus 22 years. His years in WCW, which I feel like people kind of like discount. But like, remember when the Giant debuted? In WCW. In WCW. And when yeah. we were younger, we were like teens at the time. And you know what the first thing people would tell you is? Mm. That's Andre's son. Right, that was like the kayfabe going around that the Big Show Paul White was Andre, the son the of Andre, son. yeah, right, the son of Andre. So it kind of brought more attention to that, having him feud with Hogan and all that stuff, and then having his run in WWE for twenty years, pretty fantastic. Can I share with you a funny Paul White thing? Yes. So, uh, my wife's grandmother, um, she would watch wrestling, right? Okay, and. One day, this is years, many, many, many years ago. Uh, one day wrestling was on. We were over at the house. And then uh, my wife's grandmother was saying how much she loves Paul White because he's so big. And then um, my father-in-law goes, hey, I know that guy. He's a Greek guy from Astoria. I grew up with him. <laughs> no, that's not yeah, yeah. true. Yeah, well, no. Taki, Taki, right? His first name is Taki. <laughs> and his last name is Wittakis. Taki Wittakis. Now, that's not true at all, but two things. One, my father-in-law is definitely the guy who thinks he knows everybody and grew up with them. And number two, from that point on, we would joke around that Paul White is just this big Greek dude. Yeah. <laughs> he is a big Greek dude. That, that's his gimmick. He just comes out with the listen, flag and everything. Kenny Omega versus The Big Show. <laughs> Eddie Kingston versus The Big Show. I'm all for these matches. Uh, I'm fine with it, dude. You're gonna, he's gonna be using something. Uh, I think him and Shaq could do something. Uh, him and him and just, just do something. You know, you could do something, just not everything. And I'm okay with that. I think that's a pretty cool acquisition. I, I'm told that there's more. Let me just put that out there. Or there's a lot of interest from people. Okay. Got to kick this up, baby. I'm, I'm having my coffee, Rich. Here we go. Let's do it, man. I hope mm. there is some rum in that coffee. There's a lot of rum in the coffee. So, um, <laughs> all rum. 
So let's let's go into some more stuff. So Big Show, obviously, he's going to wrestle part time. They also announced a, a new series. It's going to be on Mondays on YouTube, starting mm-hmm. 7 p.m. East. AEW announces Dark Elevation. It's going to feature a lot of guys that we don't know about, a lot of guys that we haven't seen on TV. Uh, I think that the, I think that'll be pretty cool. What do you think? I love it. I think imagine if it's all like just a really big dude that they signed. Like it's it's all Brian Cage, Hobbs, and uh, Arn Anderson's son. Ho- freaking Hobbs is dead, dude. Hobbs well, is Hobbs? dead, right? Yeah. No, no, no. A uh, hook. Hook is dead. Hook. No. <laughs> they kidnapped Hook. Uh, yeah, so go down this cool. card. Yeah, let's go down this card. Uh, from last night. From yeah. uh, I'm sorry. From two nights ago. All right. Yeah. So you have the show opening up with John Moxley beating Ryan Nemeth. Uh, Dolph Ziggler's brother, uh, which was a fun match. It opened with like a big old smack from John Moxley, which popped Jr. Right? I'm gonna interject myself here and ask you a question. Yeah. So two people texted me this. Two separate people who don't know each other texted me this the day after Dynamite, saying, "Hey, am I the only one sick of Jr. on commentary?" Interesting. And I was like, that's very interesting. I got these two separate people. They don't know each other. Um, and I was like, you know, that's very interesting. And I'm not personally, but I think there's a group of people who are, you know, as evident by the messages we get and stuff we see on the internet. I think JR pops hard when a dude like Moxley does his thing. You know, it's interesting because there are moments that I listen to that. I, I, I still believe that they have the best commentating team in wrestling right now, right? I, it, it, they're by yes. far better than better than what we're getting everywhere else. I think the problem with JR is that he's into the guys that he's into, and he's yeah. not into a lot of the younger style of wrestling because it's difficult for him to call it. First of all, it's a lot mm-hmm. faster. And yeah. listen, anybody that's getting older knows you kind of slow down. It takes a little bit while to process stuff. Um, I think the style, the fast, the, the, the pace of it is is sometimes difficult to keep up. I, I think there's certain things that they, they do that he's not a big fan of, certain spots. And third, I think some of the moves he's having difficulty calling. That's why Excalibur is a great addition to that to that announcing mm-hmm. team. Between him and Tony, yeah. uh, you know, able to kind of give a different old school style. And then you have Excalibur there on the third mic being able to explain a lot of these moves and why he went that way or why he did this. I think the yeah. team works really well. I think I'm not, I like having Jim Ross there 100%. I think that they would be at a loss if he wasn't there. Same with Tony and yes. same with Excalibur. The team uh. really works well. I think it even works when you substitute Taz in there or Jericho in there and you're able to kind of bounce these guys. Um, yeah. I, I, I think when we nitpick, we could find something wrong with everybody. And absolutely <laughs> JR to a segment of the audience, they don't like him for some reason. He gets a lot of heat online, but I'll agree with you, man. Like that commentary team is the best in pro wrestling right now. And you know what's funny about that too? Um, when Taz gets off the stick, like talking his smack to everybody and sits down at the commentary table, he goes right into commentary Taz. Oh, dude, it's it's actually I, I applaud him. He's able to separate yeah. the characters. Yeah. And have you listened to him on AEW Dark? Yeah. And it, that's a different guy on commentary. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's come such a long way as a speaker. Uh, and listen, I used to really enjoy his commentary on WWE and Impact as well. You know? So, like, it's kind of funny how he's bringing that to, like, like okay, I can, I can cut a promo, but I can also be 
on commentary and do a very good job. It's a very difficult job. Let me. I. I, I wanna. Yeah. I wanna say that is probably one of the most difficult things I've ever had to do. And I talk for a living, right? In every aspect, I talk for a living. I talk for a living in my day job, and I talk for a living doing this. Uh, that style of talking is very unique because if you talk too much, people are going to say you talk too much. If you talk too right. little, they're going to say you talk too little. If you call spots too much, they're going to say you're calling spots. It's such a sweet spot. Like Matt Stryker. Matt Stryker mm-hmm. gets tremendous crap for not being a great commentator. I got to tell you, I think Matt Stryker is very good. I think with pretty proper, good commentator. It, he's, he's a pretty good commentator, and I think he gets too much crap. I don't. He was unbelievable at one point when he first started doing it in WWE, and they broke him. Mm. They, I mean, they really did that with with their guidance. They took yeah. the personality at, personality out, and then they they just made everything so bland. Uh, then he he's just getting back, you know, he's changing. So it, it's yeah. a very difficult job, and kind of look at it as you got the best of the best. You got two of the best sitting on that booth right now: Tony Schiavone and and Jim Ross. Guys with mm-hmm. forty plus years, forty plus year experience doing this. Um, even when if Jim Ross is not at the top of his game, he's still better than ninety percent of the people out there. Oh, forget it. You know who else I would love to see? Like if they keep doing this interpromotional stuff. Who? Oh. Um, uh, Kevin Kelly and um, Rocky Romero. Yeah, dude. I expect Rocky to show up there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't want to. I don't so, want to say anything because uh, actually we should get Rocky on. Yeah, we should. We're working we should. It's on been that. a while. Yeah. Um. So after Mox beats Ryan Nemeth, he cuts a very Mick Foley level type promo. Very aggressive. Yeah. Great promo about the death match, which kind of makes me think he's taking time off after the death match. I feel like he's gonna lose. Well, Renee, when is Renee due? Very soon, I think. I think within the next like couple of months. Okay. So most likely he'll take some time off with that. I, yeah. I think for you know, I've I've been watching a lot of death matches, by the way. Me too. <laughs> but none of the new stuff. Like, I'm not into, like, the new, the, like, the CZW death matches because I've seen so many of those. Like, I haven't yeah. gone back to that, but I'm watching a lot of, like, the Onita stuff, the Mr. Pogo yep. stuff, Terry, Terry Funk. Funk. Um, I got to tell you, the Cactus Jack death matches, not that great. There's a lot of uh, space in between spots in that one. Yeah. You mean the well, finals? The, no, no, no. I, that's, that's the one I actually like because that's the first one I've seen. Mm-hmm. But like he had one with um just random just random people, you know. Like, have you seen the Mike Awesome death matches? Like those FMW no. death matches where he like blows up and goes into the water. No, like, I got stuff check like that. Out. Yeah, like there's a lot of those, and every style is different. I'm hoping they stay true mm-hmm. to the Terry Funk Onita stuff with the siren going. And every you know, just blowing up. Like I'm hoping that's this that's the style they go to, and not some of the yeah. other stuff that we've seen, like a modernized deathmatch. Um, it's it's going to be interesting. I don't think it's going to be cinematic. No, I think I think it's going to be like live and in person, and it's going to be friggin' rad. Uh, I got listen. I got to hand it to Tony Khan too for really building his sandbox. You know, because he's yeah. kind of, he really is giving a little something to everybody who likes wrestling, you know, and AEW has that case in point. How did you feel about that sting segment when he dragged out? Not only did Love he drag it. out hook in a body bag, but you got a friggin zip line. And if you know me well and you do, you love how much lines. do I love a fucking zip line? <laughs> Have you ever done a zip line? No. You know what? I've always been too big for to a zip it. line because you have to be 
the last time I checked, you have to be under 220 pounds. And Is that I true? Not. Yes. You're not under 220? I am not under 220. Okay. I, I I've done zip lines. I have done many zip lines. Uh. In, in the jungles of Mexico, I wish I was exaggerated. This is not even an exaggeration. Hold on. I, I think I have someone in, coming in the studio to confirm this. True or false? I have ziplined in the jungles of Mexico. True. Yes. It is. I hate it. I don't like mm. ziplines. It is very dangerous. Um, I, I witnessed this woman break her leg. Oh, no. When she's landing. Because people tend to stick their legs straight out. And she snapped her knee. Buckled. Uh, I'm not a fan of zip lines. However, I thought this was done very well. They did a very unique way, very safe. You can see that he was double harnessed, uh, double. It was two lines, so it was it was actually like a proper zip line. Uh, you know, I, I I was not a big fan of the Darby Allen stuff with Sting like the first couple of weeks, but now I'm sold. the The odd couple works. The odd couple works, and I also popped for the uh, the Sting side of the Darby Allen makeup. Yeah, that was great. Which was kind of cool. Listen, yeah. like they're doing, they're doing it right. You know, 60, like they're he's sixty-one turning sixty-two. They're doing it right for this guy, and I think they they're working it in such a way that it's not only making the crowd pop, but he's also elevating the guys around him. Like, who doesn't want to be in the ring with Sting? And good for him. You know what? Yeah. This dude is such a legend. He could turn around and say. I'm not working with this kid. I'm not yeah. working with that big dude. I'm not working with this guy. I don't even know who Taz is. You know, like he could, <laughs> he, he could easily just no sell everything, show up for a paycheck, have a cinematic match with Kenny Omega and go home like yeah. even more of a millionaire. Right. It seems like he really wants to help the younger guys, which well, is that's awesome. been the point. Well, that that's been the big difference between what WWE does and what mm -hmm. AEW is doing. WWE has it's the same logic. Dude, there's nothing different here. They bring back Kurt Angle to give the rub to a younger guy and, and build a younger guy. But, yeah. you know, when you... Okay, here's a great example, right? You have Kurt Angle. He returns. Mm -hmm. Big reaction. Has that tremendous match with Hunter and Steph in that mixed tag. Went awesome. over so freaking well. They announce he's the GM. So he's not wrestling. And then he, now he's coming back to wrestle. I think his first mm -hmm. match back was in Shield Gear. Do you yeah, remember he that? It's like shield reunion. He, he does he a was shield the third reunion. part of the shield. Yeah. Right? He does that crazy shield reunion, which kind of mm. worked too. I was not against it. But here's where it gets wacky. They do that love child angle with, with Jason mm. Jordan, right? With the yeah. whole point to turn Jason Jordan heel on Kurt. Right. Why wouldn't they, and as Kurt Angle recommended doing this, why wouldn't they turn the American Alpha into the new team angle? Where right. you have, and you could still do the story where he's his son, right? Mm -hmm. Jason Jordan, you wanted to make him his son, illegitimate son from college. There you go, bam. And his tag partner. And these guys do trio matches. Kurt Angle looks like a million bucks. Gave the rub to two guys, two young up-and-coming talent. And he just built them as big stars. And he redid something at work with Shelton and Haas. It would have been tremendous. But listen... I don't know if you realize this, WWE does not do cool shit for the fans like that. You know, like that would pop everybody on the planet, right? Yeah. Um, but if it's not in the books on that side, if it's not written on that piece of paper or that book of destiny that WWE has backstage, and more than likely it's yeah. not gonna happen. You know, but, like again, Kurt, go ahead. Yeah. But 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 my point was, right? That would be the way that I would have done it. Everybody looked good and you protected mm -hmm. an asset like Kurt Angle, because you could bring him out once a freaking year. Have them yep. do something, 
and you're going to sell merch, you're going to sell whatever, you're going to sell toys, you know, specials on them. Instead, what they do, they book you as a weak old man and you die against a mid carter that they want to elevate. And that goes nowhere because people are now genuinely angry. It wasn't a good match. You didn't get a good program and it did nothing for either star. It actually diminished both of them. I don't think, I think now in hindsight, you know, when you're talking long term, um, Baron Corbin did well, but I, he didn't, it didn't do well because he beat Kurt Angle. It did well because he's gotten more comfortable in his role. Uh, I agree with that a hundred percent, but that's also like the perception of the, of WWE, right? From a, from a fan's perspective, that whole thing with Kurt Angle was basically like, yeah, we got you back now. Fuck you. Well, yeah, you know? but that, that's how it is. You know, that's what, that's what they do. They don't use these guys in a capacity. Like I, I listen, AEW, it's way too early to say anything. Right. And, and yeah, I, always, right, right. I always say this because I want people to understand they've had a good year. It's very easy to have a good year. It's actually not very easy, but in, in the long term of things, right? Anybody, if you if you have any kind of logic and you're semi-decent, you could have a good year. The difficult thing is to have a good year 50 years in a row or, or sustain, mm. you know, half a century of in existence. WWF, WWE has been around in some form for over half a century. Yeah. That's... An accomplice. That's why they are billion worth billions of dollars, and companies are throwing billions of dollars at them because that doesn't exist in 2021. To right. have something that's that's been around that long, continuously on television weekly. AEW, however, is new. They're able to experiment more. They could do different mm-hmm. things. And I, you know, hearing these Tony Khan interviews is very interesting because you really get a peace of mind of where this guy is. He is a pro wrestling super fan. He's talking about yeah. message boards and him being on the message boards and being on the observer boards or wrestle zone boards. This guy's a super fan that has a tremendous amount of knowledge and he's smart enough to say, listen, when we have a guy like a sting, you you don't want to waste that. Yeah. You know, and we gotta go ahead. Sorry. We we have a we not to interject, but this is yeah. very pertinent. We have a question in the chat room right now. How is it fair that Darby gets the rub? But it's shameful that Baron Corbin went over. So that is a very well put question. And it's a complex answer. It's not that Baron Corbin went over. It's how he went over. I actually, I like the Baron Corbin character a lot. And I think people think I'm nuts. I I like where he is now. I think he's way better where he is now than he was then. But it wasn't done in a competitive manner. It was done in a way that you were already told that this is a weak old man. It was a one and done with no follow through. I think that's the big issue where WWE will do this thing and then it's over, right? There's no no longevity to come from that. How where, old is Baron Corbin? How old is he? Let's see. Baron 22. Oh, Cor- <laughs> All right. Baron <laughs> Corbin is 36 years old, okay? Great. How old is he, so he's not a young up and comer. He's 36. Mm-hmm. They could have done that with anybody else first of all, right? And yeah. they could have kept it competitive. So now let's say you need to do Baron Corbin. How do you make it? Make it competitive. Make Mm. it mean something. They told us from day one, Kurt Angle is this old man. He's nothing that he was. And he didn't get any up. He didn't have any resilience. Like, they told us Mm. that. And he was, yeah, they were right. He was a weak old man. (laughs) So, so weird. Right? Like, I, 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 I find the execution the problem, not the actual on paper. You know, you can yeah. make anything turn out good. 
Yeah, I think again, but that's a difference between the way WWE presents a story and the way AEW is presenting something now where like on the AEW side, it's a little different because it seems like there's rhyme and reason to it. You know, like once this whole thing with Sting and Darby Allen happens, you're going to get something interesting out of it, you know, and it shows you that the company has a lot of faith in Darby Allen. Whereas the Baron Corbin stuff, yes, it shows that the company has a lot of faith in in um, Baron Corbin by having him retire Kurt Angle, but also like it didn't. There was no follow through with Kurt Angle, you know. Yeah. Like I think fans were a little jilted because they wanted a little more from one of their wrestling heroes. You know, well, listen, I wanted I wanted to see when when you have guys like that in that capacity, and I know I know we mm-hmm. were veering off a little bit, but I think this is an important discussion when mm-hmm. you have guys like a Sting or a Taz, or a, or a Paul White, or a Kurt Angle. I mean, the list goes on and on. You yeah. are very fortunate to have those minds within your, your, your company. It's a mm-hmm. rarity. Those guys are anomalies. Taz was an anomaly. You know, look at his size. Yeah. Look at his gimmick. Look, at, I mean, he worked where he worked, and he made a name for himself, and he has a great mind for the business. Big show that you don't get a seven foot something guy like that every day. That those guys don't exist. Uh, Kurt Angle right. is an is is a legitimate Olympian. He's a world class mm-hmm. athlete. You don't get that, and it's a shame if you don't utilize them in the right way. That's my issue. It's not. It's not. Listen, and I'm not saying that these guys like Sting. I don't want to see Sting with the title, right? But I also mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I'm against it. I just personally wouldn't want to see it if it's done well. It's done well. Yeah. Sting is there for a reason. Listen, Bill Goldberg, I-, I keep telling people and they think I'm nuts. I don't hate having him on TV. Right. I don't. I, I really don't hate seeing Bill Goldberg or Edge or Sting or any of the older guys if they're done properly, if they're used properly. I think it's definitely the presentation and it's, and it's the perception. I think the groans that people have for Bill Goldberg is because you can see it coming from a mile away. Yeah. You know, and it's like the stunt casting. But, you know, like there's a there's the other issue, too, where, again, this is perception. But it seems to me that when your Taz and your Paul White and your Sting are an AEW and your Arn Anderson, right? It seems like Tony Khan may say, hey, what are you guys thinking? As opposed to on the WWE side where it's Vince going, I will tell you what you're thinking. And this is what yep. you need to do. You know, like I, it's, it's very like apples and oranges. Again, that's that's the perception we get. Otherwise, people wouldn't be jumping ship. You know, like if Paul White didn't have a problem, he would still be in WWE, probably making like a decent legends check. Right. Yeah, I th- there's more to it about why he left. Um, I, I don't it involves money for sure. I don't want to go into it because I, I I'm waiting for someone else to say it. But a lot of it had to do with money more than anything else. You know, maybe he was told he can't do certain things. And he was like, well, I don't, I'm not even wrestling on TV. And you're telling me I can't do these things on the side. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh, I'm out of here. You yeah, know what no, I mean? No, no moonsault off the top rope. You know, I want to see him do moonsault. I really do. Do you think do you think they're going to give him the same exact theme song except replace the well, big show with Paul White? Paul White. Uh, do they call uh, you know what Paul White retweeted us he really liked a tweet that I said uh, on the Matman channel 
uh, on the Mad Men uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, I should say. Uh, somebody was like, well, I don't want to see Paul White wrestle. I'm like, listen, it's less about him wrestling. It's more about having a mind in the back, you know, that has yeah. a good understanding of the business. You need to build these guys in there. You can't just have a company yeah. of, of young guys with no, ex- you know, with very little TV experience. You got to build up the back and a little bit and have influence. I think, I think it's the right, right thing. You know, we'll see more of these yeah. as long as they're not every day, every week on TV. We're not getting a big show match. I'm perfectly fine with it. Same with Sting. I think it's really cool right now. He's coming out there and with the body bag and doing the whole thing. So Sting video package we described. He he kidnapped Hook, which is Taz's son. I'm still mm-hmm. gonna say this. I think it's, a, it's the biggest revelation in 2021 wrestling is that Taz is a white guy. You know, I think yeah. a lot of people don't know that that he's an Italian dude. Uh, I I said something on Twitter. And they're like, what do you mean? I thought he's Dominican. I'm like, he's not Dominican. Some guy's like, I thought he was Puerto Rican. I'm like, he's not Puerto Rican. He's he's I mean, he's an Italian be. dude with a really, really heavy tan. He could be very ethnic, but you never know. You never know. He could be very ethnic, and that, that works for him. He's you know, mm-hmm. he's a New Yorker. At any point, okay, and I'm gonna describe this, there is a fine line in New York. If you become if you're very New York, there is a fine line between a Puerto Rican and Italian and a Jew in New York. Sure. It, it, it's different variants. You could go, you could go. I mean, it's all the same. New York kind of becomes a personality for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so I, I thought that was interesting. Uh, I like what they're doing there. We got Hager beat Brandon Cutler. Brandon Cutler looked good in this match. I want that dragon mask to look more cool. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. The end, the entrance, the entrance match. Cause he's like a big D and D guy, right? Big Dungeons and Dragons guy. Yeah. Uh, I want, I want that dragon mask to look like real effing scary. Uh, we saw that after the match, the inner circle attack, the young bucks make the save. And we got a moment where MJF and Jericho are shown with Papa buck bloody and Papa buck gets <laughs> the blood all over the, the truck with the uh, young bucks on it. You know, you got to see the blood smeared everywhere. So they murdered uh, the young buck's father and took off, and they did the pose and they ran away. Which was I like, I like Jericho running though. Him running away yes. was actually really funny. I've never seen him run away like that. Not the best um, blood job for television. It just looked like uh, again a very small gripe. It looked like Jericho smashed a ketchup bottle on Papa Buck's head. Yes, it did. Yeah, then <laughs> yeah, uh, we got a we got a bat like a like a package a video package of kenny omega working in a workshop and essentially making a bomb mm. uh very reminiscent of the <laughs> old undertaker making the casket remember mm. those vignettes for like weeks and weeks he would just make a casket in his workshop uh so we saw a little bit of that kenny omega made a bomb for the exploding bomb the mine match or bomb match whatever the hell they're putting in there uh nyla rose defeated Britt baker in a quarterfinal match for the AEW women's tournament uh, I don't know if the right person won here. What do you think? You think Nyla should have won or Britt Baker? Uh, listen, uh, I agree with Nyla winning because when AEW started, she was billed as like this Omega monster, right? Yeah. And that kind of faded away. And, you know, she was on television. She was losing, etc. I think this is the rebuilding of that Nyla Rose character. Um, and listen, Britt Baker will have her shot. She is destined to get that title, right? Definitely, hundred percent. They they absolutely love her. They adore her. Um, they're very big on her, and I think she's a great personality to have. She's mm-hmm. improved tremendously too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got the main event: Lance Archer defeated Ray Phoenix 
uh, face off the revolution uh, qualifying. It's a it's face off, face off the revolution qualifying match. Face off. What is he writing? What is he trying to tell me here? Face of the revolution. This is the big. This is the qualifier for that yes. big match at Revolution. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> what is what is he trying? What's the albino wino trying what? to say here? Face off. <laughs> uh. So I okay fine. Lance looks good, man. You know they got a good guy in him. Mm. He is yeah, going to be yeah, the yeah. other problem though. Okay, think of this. Go ahead. Who who are the big men of AEW? Like who's Brian their Cage. giants? Right, Bron Bro is very. He's is like he tall? Big, like, I'm talking like big, tall, like tall, like giant, tall. Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus. You got Lance Archer's a big dude, right? Hey, Jack Hager. Jack Hager's a big dude. They're going to be, tr I mean, just tiny next to the big show. I never want to see Luchasaurus and big show next to each other. I don't want to see that. Well, what's, I want to ask you this. What's the kayfabe and what's the shoot in wrestlers heights? It depends how much, how many inches you got on your lifts. Okay, so like, let's see, Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is billed at what? Six foot, six one, I think. Six foot. Okay, six one. It's okay. a six. I, I'm sorry, six foot. He's not six foot. I don't think he's six foot. Really? So, like, if I wrestled, I'm five nine. If I wrestled, I would be five eleven. Okay, so you add the two. So I'm six three. Would I be six five if I wrestled? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You'd be six five. You right could even be cool six six. That. No, you could be six six. Six seven. <laughs> and they and they would they would build me at six foot four, but shoot me from like my toes up. Yes. You yeah. know, like I Taz. Think, like Big Show has been billed at eight feet and then seven feet. Right? I feel like the same thing with like the Undertaker. And like those bigger dudes are billed at like this enormous height. Um, I want to see, I want to see Big Show standing in the ring with like all these other dudes. Like Lance Archer looks like a giant person. Luchasaurus looks like a giant person. Jack Hager looks like a giant person. Um, do you think they're going to get better because of the Big Show? Uh, I think I, I definitely, definitely. I think mm -hmm. it's always good to have a, a, a mind in the back like that. I think that he's definitely going to, there's going to be definitely improvement with the big guys. You know, to be able to work with someone like him that could teach them a little bit, slow things down a little bit, tell a story more than anything else. You know, I, I'm, I'm very pleased with this. I'm not totally against it, but they got to get they got to be careful who they're signing and what they're doing here. Uh, yeah. Next week, Revolution Go Home card. Uh, by the way, this show was not live. And I got to tell you, I'm enjoying the pre-recorded shows a little bit more than the AEW live shows because the piped yeah. in audio really they're doing a good job with the piped in audio. Sounds loud, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to have Chris Jericho and MJF to hold a revolution press conference. Paul White will make his first appearance, so expect uh, you know a lot of buzz around that. Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet with Arn Anderson versus Shaq and Jade Car uh, Cargi Car Cargill. 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 Sorry. Oh, you know what? You know what? Mr. Gonzo forgot to make the notes larger this week. He didn't. I can't see it. Make it big, baby. Let me yeah, see. Let me see you make Boom. those notes big. Oh, did you, yeah. wait, did you print them out or are you looking on the screen? No, I'm looking on the screen. All right. There we go. Rich is doing something here. I now see they're it. bigger. Yeah. Uh, FTR with Tully versus uh, versus Jurassic Express. Dark Order versus Matt Hardy, Private Party, and TH2. Uh, 10 versus Max Caster. 
you know what? It did not make it bigger for me. So let me make it bigger for me here. You're going to make it go. real big now. Oh, yeah. There we go. Now I can oh, see. Oh, that's big. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that baby. screen. We're looking at the notes right here. You know what? God bless Google Docs. This is the best thing in the. It's so. Oh, my it's God. So it makes great. our life so much easier. Such a time uh, saver. Thanks, we're also MVP. getting the finals for the AW Women's Tournament, Eliminator Tournament. AW does a really good job promoting the future TV and future TV matches. Uh, this is from. Oh, sorry, Rich. You say it. <laughs> that's fine. No, that's cool. You I'm reading well. your lines. I'm, glad, I'm reading I'm your freaking lines. Now. <laughs> I'm glad I wrote it coherently. <laughs> no, no, read it. Read it. It's pretty good. <laughs> uh, AW does a really good job of promoting future TV and 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 future matches. And guess what? Their matchups make sense, and it makes me want to watch Dark more. Beautiful. There you go. What a read. Uh, you want to go into miscellaneous <laughs> stuff and then viewer questions. Fun. Yes, sir. All right. It looks like, uh, unfortunately, Josephus, the question mark, passed away the other day. Uh, R.I.P. Josephus. Um, 36. Young guy. He was a big friend to the industry. Yeah. Uh, we also have the new WWE PC recruit class reporting, including Taya Valkyrie, Bronson Reichsteiner, and Parker Boudreaux. Uh, Taya Valkyrie is John Morrison's wife. Yes, shoot yes wife. she is. Uh, I kind of want to see what happens with her. Uh, I'm not too I, familiar with Bronx, Bronson Reichsteiner, apart from the fact that he is uh, Scott Steiner's kid. Yes. So he has to be a Steiner, right? Bronson Steiner. How do you not call him Bron Steiner? <laughs> Bron Steiner is pretty good. Bron they Steiner. They have to. Son Steiner. How tall is he? I hope he's tall. Six foot. All right, they could bill him at 6'2". Cool. 23 years old, uh, football player. The dude is the dude has a look. It, it he actually looks like Scott, you know, a little bit. Yeah. Um, great body on him. Let me just tell you this. This is really what they love. He's a big dude, uh, very muscular. Uh, really, I'm in, very curious to see what they do with this. Yeah. Um, and you also have. Uh, Parker Boudreaux, uh, big another big dude, right? People are saying that he is the Brock Lesnar of the future, and this kid's like eighteen. I, you, dude, I I don't want them to do that to him. I like that. That's a lot of pressure that you'll never, you'll never be able to catapult beyond it. You know, when you start saying this guy's the next whatever, it never works out. How many times do we hear who was the next Steve Austin? Do you remember how many times we heard this guy's the next right, Steve right, Austin? Right. Uh, the first one that I remember it happening to was Ken Kennedy. Oh, this guy's like the next Steve Austin. And then mm -hmm. we saw it again with, uh, with John Moxley. This guy's like the next Steve Austin. It's always difficult when you have that stigma attached, you know, that they, yeah. you're the next somebody. He's a big, this is a big kid though. Do you think, uh, you think they're going to run into that danger of Vince seeing this guy and being like, put him on raw? Well, that's what happened. You know, Brock was in. So there's a what if I want to do with you, which we 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 kind of touched on a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. that there is an interesting what if about Brock Lesnar joining WWE a year prior. Uh, okay. So Jim Ross had promised his coaches that he wouldn't poach Brock until his senior year. Okay. So if Brock didn't have a senior year, you know, all the championships he won, he went to WWE, he would have gone to OVW a year earlier. So he went in, I believe, in 2000. So let's say he went in 99. So he debuted in 02. He debuts in 01. What that looks like. 
a Brock Lesnar in WWE after WrestleMania 2001. Okay, that's a good what if. We're going to have not, to do that. Yeah. It's very complex. I don't think it would have ended well for him. Uh, we're going to have to do a bit of a redaction right now. Yes. Um, it's Rick Steiner's son, not Scott Steiner's son. Uh, I know that. No, I said Rick Steiner's son. Did you? Yeah. I'm pretty confident you said Scott, but that's no. It. I said he has he has a body like Scott. He kind of looks like ah, Scott. Okay, yeah, All he right. looks like Scott. No, it's it's Rick's son. He looks more like Scott, I think, than Rick. To be honest, I was just I was looking at the chat, and there's a yeah. lot of people hooting and hollering about uh, how we messed that up. All right, whatever. Let me, we'll figure. Let's it out. see. Whatever. What else All we right, got go. here? We got uh, two A E two. This is a lot of letters, by the way. What I'm about to say, two A&E WWE shows starting April 18th, you're getting a biography, which is, a, I want to say original biographies of certain wrestlers, and you have like eight on, on the docket right now. Austin, Piper, Macho Man, Booker T, Shawn Michaels, Warrior McFoley, and Hitman. Now... That's a cool concept, but my question is, is do, you, do you think it's going to be just footage from like all their DVDs? I don't know. You know, A&E did a couple of these years ago. Do you remember that? Like back in the 90s, they had like these biopics and stuff that they did on oh, the wrestlers. Yeah. It was yeah, like yeah, a Hogan yeah. one. It was they were they were interesting for the time. I'm curious how real these are going to be. Mm. Is this going to be like a WWE production? Or is this going to be a little bit of everything? Like you're doing a bio on Steve Austin, right? Do you go into his, you know, mental collapse in 0102? Yeah, you know, sure. Do you talk I've... about the Deborah stuff? Like I'm always curious yeah. about that because he's such a legend. Like these guys are all legends. Listen, man, if it's a W, I'm interested to see what they do with this. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think this is kind of like almost counter programming to uh, Dark Side of the Ring? I where think so. they can they can actually get. That that's the issue with Dark Side of the Ring, right? Like a lot of the times they can't actually get the people involved. Whereas you can clearly see Stone Cold sitting down for his interview and being like, Well, I took my bowling, went home. And like whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh interested to see what they do. What else do we have? Uh, the the Piper one I think is gonna be oh, they're all gonna be a lot of fun. Uh and you also have uh WWE's most wanted treasures which takes viewers on a journey to find some of WWE's most iconic and lost memorabilia, which I think would be a lot of fun. I've always been fascinated with the stuff that they have in that mm. warehouse. Um, oh, yeah. I think I spoke to Conrad about it when he came on because he, he actually got a tour of the warehouse. They got some mm. really cool stuff there, like really cool belts and like weird relics from wrestling. Yeah. I'm into it. I want those. I want to see those old uh, track jackets. The old. Oh yeah, I love those things. Uh, like NJPW, the NJPW, or as as he wrote, MPJW oh, unites. N NPJW United States title match. <laughs> I love his typos <laughs> <laughs> on our notes. NJPW United States there title match is set for New Japan Strong this Friday tonight. John Moxley Whoa. versus Kenta. For the U.S. title, does John Moxley drop that title tonight? No, I think he retains. I think going into uh, Revolution, he has to retain that that New Japan belt. I don't see him dropping yeah. it to Kenta right now. 
Yeah. M- maybe, maybe you get some bullet club interference, right? Yeah. You could listen. You know what? Maybe Kenny costs Moxley that belt. Uh, Kenny does cost Moxley. Kenny costs Moxley the belt. Yeah, you could do. Oh, well, that would be. That means that Kenny Omega is in New Japan. Right. Right. Maybe you don't have Kenny show up, and maybe you have yeah his 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 hired guns show up. I'm curious about it tonight. That should Gals be interesting. Anderson. Cool. Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. I do like that they're rehashing the beat up John Cena thing, except with beat up John Moxley. Uh, they're gonna do that for everybody. I'm told. That's their thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, and that's you thing. also have uh, Hiromu Takahashi had to relinquish the IWGP Junior for a torn pectoral. Six months, he's out. Oh, that sucks, man. He just came yeah. back, too, and he was on such a run yeah. after his neck injury. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be El Fantasma, Bushi, El Desperado Sunday at Castle Attack to decide who the new IWGP Junior t- Champion is. Q&A time, boys and girls. Submit your questions in the chat room. Uh, we'll do our best to answer as much as we can. Yes. Uh, Jonathan, thanks for copying and pasting the questions. Um, let's start. Uh, Hothead567, is the reason why the main event on Raw, or the main event Raw, the, the main event scene on Raw is resembling WWE 2009, because that's the last time Vince felt comfortable with WWE. You know what? I, I I think it's because that was that's actually a great question. That 2009 top tier, remember, is that class of 02, OVW, mostly. You know, you had a tremendous, yeah. tremendous group of people that in 02, they, they really got elevated mm-hmm. uh, to this position. I don't know. I think it's just what's available now that he's comfortable. Yeah, I think he's kind of... I think he's kind of right on that. He's probably very comfortable with those guys. Yeah. And, you know, he they were all stars. So that's what he's going back to. I don't know. I, I think it's interesting that 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 09 resurgence is now like where like the Attitude Era guys coming back. That was like the thing for us. Now there's a whole right. generation with having like these guys showing up is like the big deal. Right, like your Jeff Hardy's, your Miz's, and your Drew McIntyre's. Again, I really do still feel like Jeff Hardy's going to get that belt at some point. Yeah. Um, from the Habibi Playboy, any news on Peacock being on the Fire Stick? I was told it'll be there when uh, they launch. Okay. So uh, w- whether or not that means that when they launch, yeah, probably probably in, in a couple of weeks. Uh, we got Bachelor 3000 here. If Hulkamania never happened, who do you think Vince would have tried to fill the void with? My money would be on Carrie Von Eric or Mr. Wonderful. Ah, that's a great question. So oh, question. 84 Hogan never happens. Um, Sheik probably would have never. Backlund would have still held the title. Right, because Sheik would never had to get it off of him to move it to Hogan. Probably, uh, Paul Orndorff would have gotten the title as a heel. Right at one point, uh, Roddy Piper would have been a guy. Kerry in '84, mm-hmm. would Vince have signed him? I don't know. I don't know if it would have been Kerry. Ah, that's an interesting question because who would you know? Backlund retired because he lost the title. 
Right. He just lost interest in it. You know, he was there for so long. Uh, I, I don't think he would have retired. I think we would have seen Backlund there more. Maybe Bruno would have had another run in 86, 87 with a title. Sarge? Sarge would have probably had an earlier run. You know, from 84 to about 1990, 91, mm-hmm. that whole show was the Hulk Hogan show. So there was n- oh, numerous yeah. people that never got a title run because of this. Because, you know what? Uh, probably Macho would have had a more resilient run. Same thing with Warrior. Maybe Warrior would have been the guy in 86, 87. I think Piper Piper would have been definitely at the top. A top heel, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they they had so many, like, the interesting thing about, like, that era of pro wrestling and also subsequently the Attitude Era is that that Hogan era had so many huge personalities working for WWE at the time, right? Yeah. Hogan, Andre, you had, like, kind of, like, that blurred area where it's, like, in one fell swoop, you kind of had Hogan, Andre, Macho Man, Ted DiBiase, Ultimate Warrior, and uh piper and rick rude right just to name a couple and then dusty valentine harley race they were all in that like kind of blurred 80s era what if you're you're able to entice rick flair to go over you know in 84 85 do you think we would have gotten rick flair versus andre oh my god i that that match has happened i believe yes somewhere in in the 70s right it had you know or like the earlier 80s the the whole expansion relied on Hogan. If you don't have Hulk Hogan, can you expand the way you did? I, mm. I don't think the success of Vince would have been there if there was no Hogan. To the point that the, the way that he succeeded. Okay. So that's a All that's right. a great question. I, I think I'd love to dissect that a little bit more. Like the eighty four, yeah. like my wrestling thing is like eighty seven on. Really, my detailed memory. Yeah. Plus. Like, you could argue, I think a good argument with that is what would have happened if Magnum TA stayed healthy? Magnum and WC, uh, NWA? Yeah. Yeah, Magnum would have been a humongous star. He was Mag- their answer to Hulk Hogan. Yeah, Magnum TA would have been, like, on top, right? If he didn't get into that car accident. But you I know think. what, though? But we don't, I always say we don't know, because the same mm. thing was about Barry Windham. You know, Barry Windham was supposed to be the man. Luger was supposed to be the guy. He was he was the answer to Hulk True. Hogan for WCW. Uh, eighty seven. You know th- uh, he, this guy was a horseman. I think in eighty six. Right. They were they were playing around yeah. with that idea. Lex Luger had been around for a very long time, and he was the answer to it. But we just don't know. What if Vince instead of Hogan, it was Sting? Or was Sting too late in the Sting, 80s for that? Sting was too late in the 80s. Sting okay. and you know, Sting was a little too late in the 80s. But if there is no Hulk Hogan, maybe we don't get a Sting. You know, he was the glitz and okay. glam. A lot of this stuff would have changed. Uh, Snooker, people are saying Snooker in the chat room. Snooker huh. already, Vince would have gone with Snooker if he could have. Right? Okay. Vince knew too much about Snooker's personal life. There's nothing that says Snooker should not, should not have held that title. Every indicator points that Jimmy Snooker should have been the WWF champion or WWF champion at one point, but his personal issues were just too much. Okay, fair enough. Uh, moving on? Yes. John Ranzino asks, a WWE museum would be awesome. Where would it be? Connecticut doing it. Flor- or Florida with a Hall of Fame? They're doing it Orlando. Really? Yeah. 
it's going to be a hall of fame in hall it's going to be a hall of fame but it's going to be like a museum cool uh tim anger asks is wearing women's lingerie part of your turn on me personally i believe so uh part of my yes very much so got them bloomers on underneath those i got jeans, i got right? i got i got i got those 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 bloomers yeah <laughs> like in old school like 19 like in 1800s underwear that's what i'm into yeah. like what is yeah. the equivalent to 1800s lingerie uh oh man like pants like silk pants like silk pants <laughs> silk trousers <laughs> underneath like your pants yeah I wear a uh, 1920s bathing suit under my clothes at all times with That's, vertical oh, like, stripes. You know, I wear the workout <laughs> ones with the vertical stripes, and we throw a medicine ball at each other. Hip, hoop, hip. This is how we're getting jacked for WrestleMania, by the way. Look like, at this. By the way, you want to see? Want to see? Yeah. Ready? Look at that. Please, yeah. Look at that. Hit it. Hit it. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Little, little, little uh, dad arm. Hell yeah. Just one of my arms, because this is what I carry my kids, kids with. I just hold them up like this when I walk with them. I never, like, cradle them. Just hold them up like this. Like and the other pedestal. one holds the and the other one holds the pistol. The other one holds me. <laughs> All right. Uh, fifth generation Carney asks, "Do you think the young bucks are dirty politicians backstage?" Ooh, lascivious question. Oh, uh, no. I I think they know what they want. I I think they yeah. their track record has kind of shown that they've made their own own path. Right. Uh, I think they're fine. I don't know them. I I don't really hear much about them like yeah. that. So I don't know. If anything, it seems like it's the opposite. It always seems like well, the stories you hear from like years ago are like guys trying to politic them out of spots. Mm. Yeah. Uh, all right. Transferring Heat Podcast asks, what are your thoughts on the Observer Awards? So it, the, the award issue is out. Uh, Tony Khan did a podcast with Dave going over the winners. I have it open here. Let me do F4W. Nice. I just closed it out. Uh, March 1st, Wrestling Observer. So I, I, I haven't run through because it came out really late. I didn't have time to read this week's issue. Uh, normally, I would have read this, but I didn't have time. But Wrestler of the Year, essentially, right? First place. So to kind of go down this. Mm -hmm. Luthez, Ric Flair Award, Wrestler of the Year, John Moxley, with 4,800 votes. Uh, Great. I agree with that. Kenny Omega had 1,300, you know, second place Kenny. Uh, Naito, third. Ibushi, four. Drew McIntyre, fifth. Bailey, sixth. Uh, just to name a few. Honorable mentions. Okada, obviously. He had 200. I don't, I don't know how he does this number. It says 4,800, but and then it says 200 and something. So I don't know how he schemes this. I, I should find out. Uh, MMA fighter of the year, most valuable f fighter. It's Khabib. He got a Connor number two, Israel Adesanya number three. Uh, most outstanding wrestler. You had Kenny Omega number one, Abushi number two, Kakagi number three. Uh, most outstanding fighter of the year, Israel Adesanya. We got Young Bucks tag team of the year, followed by Kenny Omega and Adam Page, FTR, Zack Saber and Taichi. Uh, let's see. Eddie Kingston, best on interviews. This is interesting. Kingston, best in interviews, followed by Moxley, MJF, Cody. Interesting, right? Okay. I'm with it. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I got to read it. I got to see what's going on. Okay. Uh, you ready for the next question? Yeah, let's do it. We got a few left and then uh, we're going to bid you all adieu. Rep. Yes. I got to get to the city. Our buddy, our best friend, the person that we are most aggressive about 
coming to hang out with us. Shin Solidus asks, if Corbin was around in 2009, would he have been a world or WWE champion? Combined, he would have been probably a five-time world champion. I think he definitely would have been a world champ at some point. If this version of Corbin was in 2009, yes, absolutely. That 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 title would have been hot potatoed between a couple of guys, yeah. including Corbin. Uh, Brandon Edwards asks, how much of the end of Undisputed Era has to do with them not moving up to the main roster? Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I should ask about that. I know that they had plans to bring them up together. Then they didn't. Then they had... Uh, Listen, I, I I don't think they should be moved up. If these guys, if they are moving to Tuesdays, right? And remember, we got another NXT show happening. Right. We should remember that. That's going to debut soon. Two NXT shows. This one, move it to Tuesdays. You're on your own. You're not competing with AEW. You're going to be doing about 880,000 views regularly. So I, I'm, the more people you have and the more programs, the better it is. I'm, I'm more into it. I just I tend to watch a little bit more AEW live and I watch NXT pre-recorded. And I think most people are not doing that. I watch both because I cover both. But if I if I had to pick one that night, I'm going to AEW, not because it's better, because it's more lively to me. It feels more different. Fun. I don't it's more fun. Uh, and that little edge works for me. I, I think going to another night is going to make things a lot better for them. Absolutely. Uh Alexander asks, when will Rich invite us over to play Catan? Uh, whenever the pandemic is on its last legs, you can all come over and play a giant game of Settlers of Catan with me. Perfect. Uh, Jeff Samuel asks, is it just me or do MJF and Jericho give you Jericho and Christian vibes from 04? And does Sammy cost them the belts or swerve us and help them? Great questions. All great questions. Uh, a little bit of the edge and uh, the Jericho and Christian stuff. Yeah, ass cream. Yeah, that was it, right? That was the that was the big that was joke. the thing. That was a big joke. Um, yeah, dude, I think Sammy's gonna show up at Revolution and impact something somewhere. It might not even be with Jericho and MJF. He may. I think it should in, be called in, Revelation. Revelation. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Eric Travis has a question. Tony said Tony Khan said for the ladder match, it's gonna be a the. Last entrant is going to be a surprise. Yeah, he's all about the surprises. He's been Tony's been very aggressive in his interviews. Did you hear what he said about people that made the wrong decision by not coming over? No. Yeah. So he was like, he, he was who I think it was being interviewed by Brian because he was promoting mm -hmm. stuff. And he turned around. And he's like, oh, yeah, there was a whole lot of people that wanted to sign. They just didn't have the confidence. You know, they just didn't know that we're going to be successful. So they didn't sign. And they and I told and I told them, I told you so. And some of these guys ended up coming to us, but a lot of them didn't, and they're regretting it because we had big plans for a lot of these people. So I'm curious who you're talking that. about. I hear that. I think uh, I think definitely Gals and Anderson could be in that conversation. Their last podcast was them talking to Don Callis, and they kind of touched on how like they should have signed with AEW because all the stuff that they have done with Kenny would have happened a year ago. By the way. Yes, sir. Maybe timing would, would have been terrible pre-pandemic. Remember, going into the pandemic right. and having that happen, you just you just cut off a big story. Mm -hmm. um, this this kind of worked out better. I think now that we're at the end, things are going to get... I, I, I truly believe... I, there was another question in here in the chat. I don't, I don't know if it was in there, but there was, they were asking if we saw that... The, they asked why there are AEW tickets for sale still. We were just talking about this. Uh, if you go to the AEW website, All Lead Wrestling, and then you go to AEW Events... 
you could see that they have tickets on sale. Obviously, a lot of them are in Jacksonville. But on April 7th, they have tickets on sale for Pennsylvania. On April 21st, they got tickets on sale for Boston, uh, Rochester, New York, June 16th, June 23rd, St. Louis, Houston, Texas on the 30th, Milwaukee, all the way to September. They got tickets on sale. Actually, uh, they got they got July and then they got September because they had to move Newark. I don't know if this was recommitting to venues from the year prior and they'll they'll cancel, but you could see what seats are available and what seats are going to sell. So okay. I don't know if that's what this is. Let me see if I could buy tickets. Yeah, I could buy tickets for AEW right now. Do it. Do it live on air. Screen. I could buy it for share. Rochester. <laughs> screen share those tickets for Rochester. 200, $225 a piece. VIP experience seats. So I don't know if there's social distancing here for these seats or what, but it looks yeah. like it's very spread out. I don't know if that has to do with availability. Well, actually, no, they're not all spread out. So I, this may be previous on sale. These may be the tickets that they had sold last year, and they just committed to honoring them next the following year with the hopes. So I don't know. Cool. Uh, Anything you still else? Didn't answer, you still didn't yeah. answer Eric's question. What was his question? I'm sorry. <laughs> who Who is the sixth person in that match, and what would the wh- what would you like to see that would be a surprise? I have no idea. I don't know who the sixth person is. Who would you like to see? Uh, two people, three people off the top of my head. Two of them are, are a huge possibility. One, Rob Van Dam, two Sabu. Uh, the third one, CM Punk, who knows? Um, but those are my picks. Sabu and CM Punk. Sabu, CM Punk and Rob Van Dam. I'd be surprised. Listen, you wanted to know what a surprise would be. You know what? That's a surprise. You know what? RVD. 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 All right. Um, let's see. We got one more question here, uh, from Elijah Washington. Do you think WWE should give the wrestlers their themes back? I think Jeff should get no more words and drew will fit broken dreams for mania and Shima should get lobster head back. (laughs) I would love the lobster head one back. Uh, I hate the Jeff Hardy songs. Like the ones that are singing does like that era of themes. So yeah, yeah. I really it doesn't matter to me. I don't know. I they, I think they're fine. I think the themes yeah. are okay. They're fine. There's you know like, I was thinking about this the other day with regards to the Miz. Um, are in fifteen years from now, are you gonna pop hearing the Miz's theme song? <laughs> I don't know. Because I- <laughs> there's got to be a generation of people who like who work out let's say yeah. or like go about their business and they're like they have the Miz theme song like on their playlist and they're ready that shit yeah. gets them all aggressive at the gym and they're pumping you know they hear like i came to play or whatever nonsense words are in his theme song <laughs> <laughs> all right are we done i think we're That's done the last question That's that it, was dude. the last question guys sorry i i, I gotta get out of here i didn't make it i didn't get all your questions but uh we'll be back next week on thursday Next Thursday, we're going to be back with another podcast. Um, I believe Sunday, we will be live. Yeah, next Sunday, we'll be live with our AEW Revolution watch along. Uh, Uh, We're going to be on the Wrestling Observer website. I got to talk to them. We may do something bigger for this one. Uh, Also, if I promise you a subscription to the Observer and you have not gotten it yet, please let me know. I forwarded everything over, but maybe I missed somebody. So please remind me. If I did not, if you did not get yours, I will get you yours. Uh, you know, we had so many people email forms, so I send everything over. I just want to double check and make sure everybody got it. Uh, outside of that, that's it, guys. Follow us on Twitter 
Mattman Podcast. You can follow me at Andrew Zarin, BTC Rich. Of course, BTC 2.0, Behind the Counter 2.0, Rich's comic book podcast drops every Saturday. What do you have lined up for this week? Uh, this week, I got my buddy from Dark Horse Comics, Casey Goodwin, and uh, he's also a paranormal investigator. Uh, the episode took a turn, and it's a lot of fun. So you can check that out Sunday. Uh, just follow my Twitter at BTC Rich. Spooky. Very spooky. It was very, very spooky. spooky. Very spooky. All right, guys, that's it for this week. Love you all. See you next week. Take care.